Hello, everybody. It's me, Trevor, and you are listening to Wedding Confessions. I'm here today with Danielle and Cameron. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. What's going on, you two? How are you? We're uh, we're really good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Really good. Really, really good. <laughs> I want to talk to you guys about your wedding but before we talk about the wedding i want to know a little bit about you so tell me your love story how'd you meet well we met in the most romantic fashion that two 17 year olds in first year university can um so when when i went to university my roommate um julia was dating somebody and that person was in cameron's university's class so we kind of got together through through mutual friends, I guess you would say. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like a blind date? Uh, yeah. So a big group of us actually went out for dinner at the Mongolian Grill oh. uh, in the Waterloo University Plaza, which is the pillar of romance in the community. <laughs> um, that whole city is the pillar of romance. <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we hit it off and we, we kind of flirted there and we went back to our place uh, or my place actually for drinks after and uh ended up yeah just getting along really well and we just started kind of dating after that point so uh yeah (laughs) and then you've been together for a really long time but why did it take you so long to propose yes cameron (laughs) (laughs) i like i'm not a very romantic person i think that's going to come across pretty much in this (laughs) podcast but uh I, we had been living together for four years by the time I proposed. We had been together for uh, eight years mm-hmm. at that point. And it was sort of one of those things. I'm, I'm not big on change. I'm kind of like, I'm very happy with where I am most of the time. So it takes uh, an external force for me to to start thinking about that. And I always knew I wanted to marry Danielle eventually. But it it was just kind of one of those things that uh, it wasn't forefront in my mind. And there there was a bit of, not nagging, but there was gentle (gasps) pressure. Did you Uh, pressure him into asking you? Yes. How did you pressure him? I would send him pictures of engagement rings. Stop it. Multiple ones a day. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) a long time. And you didn't take the hint? Oh, no. I, I definitely took the hint. And I, it was actually pretty early into all of that that I, I went out and bought an engagement ring and started formulating ideas of how I was going to propose. So, Aww. again, this this wasn't like it was coerced out of me or anything like that. Uh, and how did you actually propose? Wait, did you actually buy one of the rings that she sent you a picture of? No, but I, <laughs> I think I may have gone with like... Uh, one of the same designers or something like that. Okay. I I think it was the same designer as someone that Danielle had sent me and it was a, an Etsy artist and yeah. That's awesome. So, (laughs) so what did you do? Did you get on one knee and say, will you marry me? I did, but I think I did it in a bit of a better, I said I wasn't romantic, but I think I pulled (laughs) off a pretty good proposal. Let's hear it. At least a a nice one for us. We uh, went on a big, canoe camping trip to Algonquin uh, and it was with uh, a couple of friends of ours as well although the the day of the actual proposal which was the last day of our camping trip or the last evening of our camping trip was interesting and I'll I'll let Danielle tell that part (laughs) yeah so we 
we were canoe camping, obviously, so we're kind of on this like remote, this remote part in Algonquin, and we go for our little hike, thinking, oh, well, we'll kind of do this really small portage. It'll be really easy. It was like honestly like not long at all. I don't. It was super super beginner level. We'd never really portaged before, so we're like, let's just try it. So we go canoeing out there. We end up in this like little pathway and the pathway's like all blocked and all this stuff. So we end up just kind of like checking. We didn't even end up portaging. We just kind of <laughs> ended up just hiking around. And in the middle of this, like we're kind of walking through this like long grass and I'm just walking and I just feel these like stings on my leg. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just walking through like a wasp nest. And uh. I have, like four wasp stings on my leg. Uh. And <laughs> So I'm like, oh, and Cameron looks, Cameron's just like, okay, well, do you want to keep going? I'm like, yeah, let's just keep going. So then we go, we walk like five more meters and then we just see this giant pile of what we think was probably bear poo that looked extremely fresh. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was absolutely like, bear shit. Yeah. It's so gross. It looks like really fresh. So we're just like, maybe we should just turn back and go. So we walk back through the long grass in which I proceed to get stung again. Oh my God. <laughs> so Danielle learned an important lesson about not wearing tights while hiking that they day were, they were just like leg like athletic leggings and they were black which apparently bees are attracted to so good thing you're not allergic oh my god i know <laughs> so yeah so we go back to our campsite i'm just kind of miserable and i end up just taking this like three hour nap or something yeah during <laughs> which my friends who are there are like did you just you know destroy your evening when you were going to propose because you're girlfriend is like knocked out on benadryl or whatever in your tent this afternoon whoa so did they all know that you were going to propose yes they yeah. were they were very in on it so yeah so anyways cam wakes me up and i'm like super grumpy because he just woke me out of this Aww. nap and i have bee stings all over me <laughs> and i so i don't know i'm just sitting there i'm just getting really uncomfortable i'm like really groggy or whatever and cam's just like oh well maybe we'll like go out there's this little like island um that was pretty close to our campsite he's like maybe we'll go go out later just to see because we hadn't been and i was like yeah sure and then I started feeling better, started getting my energy back and like whatever, got my, my mood improved significantly. So then we went out um, to the island where Cameron ended up proposing to me. So it was a good thing. And did that cheer you up? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a very fun night and it was really nice on this like little private island area in the middle of a lake in Algonquin and kind of I think what both of us like you know there wasn't a photographer there to take pictures of us and it wasn't that is really nice thing. Though. it was very private and cool and that's super yeah. romantic I like this and now every time you see a wasp or a bee you'll think about your proposal evening. almost failed proposal yeah. <laughs> so now you're engaged and you come back from Algonquin and you have to plan a wedding where do you start what do you do yeah so you start with letting your fiance do a lot of stuff for you <laughs> yeah it was really easy for him no i uh <laughs> so after about a week or two weeks maybe after we got engaged um there was the wedding show in toronto oh yes was, like one of the big wedding shows in the fall so my mom and i went thinking oh this would be a good place i mean you know a we're just kind of excited because we're like oh now we get to go to these wedding shows and then B, we're just kind of like wanted to see what the vendors were like and, and all that. So we ended up walking around there. It was super overwhelming because there's it was huge. There's just so many vendors. 
so many things being thrown at you, people asking you different questions, like, have you thought of this? Like, when are you getting married? I wanted to get married in, within like a year, roughly, like the next fall, which I know like is a little bit of a short timeline, apparently. <laughs> so yeah, there was getting a lot of vendors being like, oh, well, we don't have any availability left for the fall of that year. And I'm like, how, how far in advance do you need to plan? This is insane. So we're just walking around, getting super stressed, super overwhelmed. We, end up, we did end up seeing you at the wedding show. And I'm pretty sure you you le- you're like, oh, well, do you need a wedding planner? And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, didn't want me. Definitely not. And my mom's just like, yeah, you don't need a wedding planner. And then we, you scanned my badge anyways. I think you were just like, oh, can I just scan your little thing to put you on my contact list? And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> Which ended up being a very good decision on my part. Um, yeah, so because yeah. after the bridal show, I sent out an email to everybody that I had scanned saying, hey, are you stressed? Do you need help? <laughs> And that's when you reached out. Yeah, exactly. I think you, the, you sent it out a couple of weeks after, maybe maybe like three or four weeks after. Um, there was a bit of an in-between there that yeah. I think is pretty important, <laughs> we, though. We were searching for so many different... we Because we didn't really have a date in mind other than we knew probably next fall, like maybe the winter. Like we were, we were fairly flexible with the date, but we didn't want to wait like three years to get engaged or to get married. And uh, yeah, so we ended up going to all these venues. A lot of them won't tell you necessarily their price points without wanting you to go to the venue because they want you obviously to get like fall in love with it or whatever. So we ended up going on, I think, 10 or 11 venue tours and just none of them really were within our budget or they were within our budget, but we just didn't like them. Mm. (laughs) So we're just really struggling. And uh, yeah, I ended up, you sent that email and it was like the perfect timing because I was just like, I need help. That was so fun because <laughs> I remember when we first sat down, the three of us met for coffee and you just looked like a deer in headlights. Like you were so lost. I didn't want to drive to any more meetings <laughs> at venues, you know, in Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't think either of us were having fun spending our weekends there and we... I think both of us decided that, you know, our time has a certain value and it's it's reaching that inflection point where we clearly are not good enough at this and we're spending way too much time mm-hmm. on it and we're not enjoying it at all. So <laughs> help. <laughs> help. And I did because you ended up hiring me and we found you an incredible venue that was right on the water. It was the Henley Room. And it had the most beautiful backdrop of the lake. So you got to get married on the dock. Why are you, why are you smiling like that? <laughs> what do you mean? Because she's remembering oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> like you're looking at me with this goofy smile. <laughs> like, did I say the wrong venue? <laughs> Is that not where you got married? <laughs> we got married inside, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> what wedding were you at? Um, but that place was awesome. Yeah. Wasn't it? And I think... We we decided to go with it within like one Saturday or Sunday afternoon of touring venues with you. I remember I was extremely hungover. Danielle had to drive the whole day, <laughs> but even still, it was a totally enjoyable experience. And we, yeah, we ended up. You know, the the first two were pretty good, and then this one kind of blew us away. And we was it the last one we went to? Yeah, it was yeah. the last one we went to too. So it was kind of like evening as well, and beautiful sunset over the lake and the dock and all that stuff. So, and you got married on a long weekend. You got married on the Friday of a long weekend. Was that date important to you or was that 
just whatever was available you would grab it it was literally yeah we we didn't really other than generally the time of year that we wanted we didn't really have a specific special day we just i think by that time they had a couple days left and it was either the friday the long weekend or like later on into october and we were thinking well if it's gonna be outside i'd rather it be you know summer still (laughs) you know september 1st so usually it's not boiling hot but it would hopefully be a nice day which ended up being a, a beautiful oh, day. Oh, it was amazing. Our, like, we lucked out so much considering that summer was so rainy and yep. so wet. It's like it was like 22 degrees and sunny with a few clouds. It yeah. was awesome. It not was perfect. Not too hot, not too cold, not raining. <laughs> was it important for you to get married outside or was that just a bonus? The venue made it kind of important to us because of the lake view and, and all that. Like, I think if we had to have gone inside, like it still would have looked, I'm, I'm sure it would have looked nice and beautiful, but after seeing the dock and like the ceremony, the pictures of other ceremonies that have been out there, I, I really wanted it to be outside. I think we both liked the idea of an outside uh, ceremony, as long as it wasn't, you know, near the middle of July and 32 <laughs> mm. degrees and humid. Buggy. Out. Yeah. I yeah. don't think that would have been very fun. Cameron would have looked disgustingly sweaty. So. <laughs> yeah. Instead, I only looked a little sweaty. <laughs> You're a sweaty guy. I've been known <laughs> to sweat. <laughs> your your parents were against you having a wedding planner, I remember. Yeah, I mean, they were never like, you can't do this. But my mom was just like, is this really necessary? And I think it was more of a, they just thought I was being like a little like drama queen wanting to spend all this money, a like throwing diva. this amazing, huge wedding, which was not at all like our vision. And what we, no. I don't think what we ended up with was exactly, or what we ended up with was exactly what we wanted. So yeah. And I, I think a good decision. <laughs> we, we ended up going a little over budget and there were some very, you know, particular things that we talked yeah, about that you wanted us that going put over us budget. over. Yeah. <laughs> you were always like, um, this is going to cost this much. And I'm like, okay, my, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. My parents and my dad in particular and it's you know same with what's going on in our life right now but it's very like and i still agree with them weddings are a big industry and it's kind of designed to extract as much money out of you as possible Mm -hmm. but i think we kind of sold it to my parents in one conversation where we said we don't know what we're doing and we don't even know where to go based on the budget that we have so if it takes us a small amount of that budget to make sure we stick to it then i think that's worth it mm-hmm. that's good and also save our sanity and a and your bunch time of weekends. like yeah, you exactly. spent so much time trying to find a venue and look what we did we went on one day mm-hmm. to three different venues and that was the day that you ended up choosing the one that you wanted because it fit within your budget it was beautiful and you fell in love with it yeah it was yeah. good yeah, exactly. and we did that with all of the vendors did i ever tell you what happened with your dj yeah, the day of. Yeah, yeah, that he didn't show up to the ceremony. Yeah. He had car trouble or something. Car trouble. So That's what you said. <laughs> I, so I, I've actually spoken about this DJ quite a few times on this podcast because I just I can't believe what happened. So he, he, this was the starting point of this downfall of this DJ was when he didn't show up to your wedding because he had, and I'm using air quotes, car trouble. Uh, eventually he didn't show up to another wedding because he was in the hospital for his lungs were filling with air or sorry, with fluid, (laughs) not with air. (laughs) It's supposed to fill with air. Uh, His lungs were filling with fluid. And then the next time he was 
uh, sentenced to 30 days in jail. Like it was just this. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So your <laughs> DJ God. was like top notch. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I liked him. I read it. Yeah, he was he was great. And then all of a sudden this shit started happening. Yeah. But thank God he at least was able to send somebody in his place when he was having car trouble. Mm-hmm. That person went and picked up. Instead of picking him up and bringing him to the wedding, he went and picked up his equipment and brought the equipment to the wedding. So something was weird. Like, <laughs> but he sent somebody and there was music for your ceremony, which was awesome. Yeah. 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 No, we didn't even know, honestly, because I knew I noticed that it was a different person. Um, but honestly, like we had seen our DJ like one time, I think, before. You yeah. Know, it's not like we're hanging out with a DJ all the time. So right. I might not have even noticed. But yeah, I, I noticed it was a different person. I think I like asked you about it after after the wedding because I didn't really think about it because there was a DJ and it was fine. Um, and you were like, "Oh, he had car trouble," and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and but yeah, no, it didn't affect our day like at all. Like, yeah. We had a great ceremony. The music was like, what we had selected. Yeah, like, yeah, it totally. It all, it all went well. Yeah, and the reception was fine. And and I mean, in fairness, neither of us are like extremely. Oh, it has to be this song or at least like I I think if it was you know the wrong exact cue or whatever we're probably not going to notice at that point there's way too much else going on that's more important Mm -hmm. but I like the fact that we didn't notice and we didn't have to deal with it at any point during the day is you know must have been nice yeah it must (laughs) have been nice I wonder how that happened (laughs) (laughs) what was the most important element of the wedding for you I think the venue was a big, a big thing for bo- a big thing for both of us because when we were thinking about the weddings that we had gone to, and what we remembered the most about it, um, the things that usually stood out were the venue and the f- the food to some extent. Um, you remembered if it was exceptionally good food, if it was just you know good wedding food like nothing crazy, you kind of didn't really even remember what you ate. So we're kind of like, yeah, the venue is probably number one and food. And the open bar was probably number two. <laughs> that bar over there was pretty it was incredible. Really nice, yeah. I'm going to say like more than the venue for me is the food. You're going to remember if it was really bad and you're going to mm-hmm. remember if it was really good and the bar. Yeah, sure. but I like, feel like there's been weddings we've gone to. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> there's been weddings we've gone to where like I had a great time, but I'm like, I have literally no idea what I ate that night. But I remember the venue. I remember like the dancing or whatever, just the conversations we had with people, like just the vibe. So that to me was more important because unless the food was awful, then you remember. Well, of course. Yeah. And the great thing about the Henley Room is, uh, well, not just Robin who works there, who's just such a cool girl, <laughs> but we were able to bring in our own food our own caterer so we didn't have to worry that it was going to be some banquet hall food we actually made the menu sorry i say we you guys made the menu yeah. for this wedding specifically to what you wanted and you had some really cool things on that menu yeah specifically your late night station mm-hmm. they actually kind of created that for you guys yeah what was it so it was like a breakfast hash scramble kind of thing um so it was like potatoes hollandaise sauce sausage and like poached eggs but it was really you're not doing of, this justice yeah, I can't at really all explain so how about you tell us cam <laughs> like uh, i think the the story we told to provisions to was that uh our favorite late night meal was usually like breakfast the like greasy morning. spoon yeah greasy spoon diner food and drunk off my ass after the bars what yeah. am i gonna go grab yeah let's go uh, to the golden griddle 
and you know they they kind of took that and ran with it we both really like eggs benedict so what they yeah what they came up with is like what danielle said it was a uh a breakfast like potato and sausage hash mm. with sous vide poached eggs that they uh had going and then a foamed hollandaise sauce with that and <laughs> it was just amazing because it turned into this delicious breakfast egg and butter and sausage just greasy thing. oh it was so, so good. good and how you come know, you didn't say sous vide i because danielle sorry. doesn't know how to cook <laughs> right cameron's the cook in the house that but, yeah that that was pretty awesome and super fun that you were able to kind of collaborate with yeah. the chefs mm-hmm. there to and, make that and you know what it was that way for the entire meal like i it was our own wedding so obviously i'm a little biased but i think our wedding had the best food out of any wedding I've been to we uh for our mains we kind of talked about different things that we liked and one of those things or a typical family dinner was uh like a kind of English Sunday meal roast beef type thing and I don't know how they do it you know cooking for 90 people but getting that much hot food that's you know cooked perfectly medium or medium rare beef uh with all the sides and stuff like that is amazing it is amazing what they can do hey it's great yeah it's it's so much fun to watch them in the kitchen too and just seeing this machine and like everything (laughs) like 90 plates laid out and just getting garnished it's so cool i i remember at your wedding when the food was being served and what i always do is i always come up to the bride and groom or the groom and groom or the bride and bride and i ask how your food is and you, Danielle, didn't get your food. Cameron was eating. <laughs> Cameron was enjoying it. Yeah, it was kind of strange. They <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't say anything. I had to come well, to you and be like, how's your dinner? You said, I didn't get I it yet. I wasn't sitting for that long. It's not like it was like for 20 minutes like without food here. It was They served Cameron and the rest of the head table. <laughs> um, but I think what happened is the waitress had brought the wrong... Like, I guess she had just brought the wrong dish. Like, she only had like one... I forget what the other option was. It was a chicken that we had. I don't remember. Yeah. The only thing that mattered was the beef. <laughs> Nobody cared about the chicken. Yeah. It was but like it was other, chicken. It was the other one, which I think was chicken. So she ended up giving it to, um, like, the person sitting beside me because he had ordered chicken. And so she was just like, oh, I'll be right back. And then I don't know what happened. Like, I assume some, she just got caught up in the kitchen at the back end and forgot to bring my meal. And then the rest of the waiters probably just saw that, like, everyone at the head table had yeah, food. They probably were just thinking, oh, bride's not eating. <laughs> <laughs> typical try to be skinny <laughs> typical danielle yeah. typical yeah. bride <laughs> yeah no so meanwhile you probably would have eaten two dinners yeah. if you could <laughs> no so i think i was just kind of like okay well maybe they'll come back and i waited for a little while <laughs> like so cute like maybe they'll minutes. come back for me <laughs> it was honestly maybe at most like five minutes i don't even yeah think because i came to you and then exactly. went right i didn't even let you finish talking i, I walked like, away I just okay, went to the I'll kitchen. I was like, guys, uh, bride doesn't have her dinner yet. And mm-hmm. the kitchen went fucking nuts. Cause like they didn't mean to do that. Obviously oh, it was yeah, this waitress know. was like her first day on the job. Didn't remember to bring you back your meal. <laughs> Anyways, I just thought it was really funny. Yeah. No, Afterwards it was really funny. I, and I'm not the kind of person to be like, Oh, that ruined my night. Like yeah. I, you know I what? didn't care. I got my food like a couple minutes late. Like whatever. It was delicious. And At right. the time, it was pretty funny too. Okay. Yeah, like, we, I was not mad. <laughs> like I, yeah. I you know some people may have been, but honestly, it was not enough to like ruin our you wedding. You know, with day. the like, with the wrong couple, 
that could have set the whole mood for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Somebody could have gone ape shit and like lost it. And that would have been it. The party was over. <laughs> yeah. And I like, I don't know my philosophy on my wedding day. And I think you kind of told me like we were preparing before us, like just relax and like take everything, like enjoy the day. It's your wedding day. Like don't stress. And that's kind of what I tried to do the whole day. Like I didn't really notice anything go wrong other than the food. That was pretty much it for me so I just kind of was like oh whatever like it's my wedding day I'm just gonna enjoy it like I eat my delicious meal and it was fine <laughs> <laughs> what would did you have a favorite part of the day Ooh, I don't know I, I mean, know groundbreaking question okay? <laughs> yeah unprepared no I think my favorite moment was walking around the corner to where we, the ceremony was being held because um, you know they play the music everybody stands up when the bride comes down but there was like a split second where I could see Cameron at the front and he was looking at me and like we just had this like little moments. Yeah. So I really like that. Um, That's so sweet. I think yeah. that was my favorite moment. The yeah. ceremony definitely like Ooh. it just kind of worked out that way and it mm-hmm. was really nice for both of us. Was that the highlight for you too? The ceremony? Yeah. Like I, I think that's, that was definitely like the, the nicest moment of the evening and the <laughs> most special one. But like, I, I got to say the whole all of it, the whole day was really nice, not necessarily getting stuck in traffic on my way to the Henley room because uh, of the air show going on. But, um, and, the, and the X. So it was, the, X. It was yeah. the Labor but Day weekend and the CNE was on. And during Labor Day weekend is when the CNE has their air show. And we didn't really take account for the air show <laughs> to be happening. But luckily it was only during the day. It actually didn't happen during your reception or thank God during your ceremony. Can you imagine all these airplanes are just flying overhead? And I think, I think if I remember when we met with the Henley room and we've kind of, were talking about that date, they did actually mention, Oh, the air show is on, but it's, but it was just rehearsals, wasn't it? Yeah. I I think think it was just the rehearsals on the Friday was the actual thing. Right. It was only for a few hours. It was actually really cool because we were on the lake, they were flying over. So we got to actually see and hear like all the planes while we were getting ready. And they did like a little, there's a picture that one of the photographers took of like the plane going and they did like a little heart in oh the my God. air. It was really cool. Remember when I got them? <laughs> remember when I told the air show to spell out Danielle and Cameron in the sky? <laughs> that was so nice of me to do that for you, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You don't remember? Amazing that the Canadian Air Force did that for you. You have a lot of connections, Trevor. <laughs> Such pull. <laughs> Uh, my favorite part about your wedding was the bouquet toss. Oh, yeah. You had one of the coolest bouquet tosses that I ever have seen still to this day. <laughs> yeah. So the Henley room, the way it's laid out is it has the dock underneath, um, obviously on the water. And then they have this big balcony that is out front of the area where you eat, like the reception area. Um, so I was standing on the balcony and I got all the single ladies to stand on the dock below. Um, so I threw the bouquet out and the single ladies kind of caught it. So it was this cool like two-story two story thing. It was amazing. And watching it from above, watching it from the balcony was so cool just to see the reactions of everybody downstairs. But what was even better was the reaction of the people that work at the Henley Room. So Robin specifically was like down there freaking out because – she didn't want anybody that was drunk at this point because this was later in the evening falling into the <laughs> lake, like getting hysterical, trying to like fight each other for the bouquet. So she was like standing closer to the water to make sure nobody was coming at her heading to the water. Can you imagine? 
Yeah, that would be very memorable. <laughs> very. I don't memorable. remember that happening. No, well, it didn't. I mean, you we were... didn't really see that. Oh yeah, no. Robin, I mean. No, 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 no. Really no. You wouldn't yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the night, what was that like? What's it like at the end of the night? I'm not usually there to see the the finale or the last dance or packing up when the lights turn on. Was that sad? Um, no, actually, it was kind of really fun. So the last couple songs that the DJ played were like ones that were you know classic we had like closing time and like things like that that most people play at the end of parties um and What's then the proclaimers song oh I, I would walk hundred miles no, or no never mind i'm wrong so anyways yeah um at the end of the night one of our groomsmen one of cameron's groomsmen one of his four best men that he had because <laughs> um, he couldn't pick one yeah, yes who's jewish um asked the dj to play the hora Right. Which neither Cameron nor I are Jewish, by the way. <laughs> but he just thought it'd be a fun because it's a fun tradition. You see it in the movie. It's yeah. so Everyone's much fun. Got to do it. So wait, you did the hora at your wedding, complete with like you guys were up on chairs. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. They lifted a, a <laughs> it's like one o'clock in the morning. You're drunk Everyone's as shit. Not probably in a good state. Yeah. <laughs> I fell off, but it was more of a intentional fall because I was, my dress was really like, it was a very poofy dress. So I was like, there's no way I'm staying up on this chair. So I kind of like, they kind of tossed me up a few times. I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to kind of accidentally slide off here. It's very fun but until it isn't. Yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> until it, it is scary. I didn't want to make a trip to the ER on my wedding night. So no, but other than that, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Cameron stayed up for the whole thing, I think. And yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Did you feel like a happened. Jew all of a sudden? Were you like an honorary Jew for that moment? Are you going to come to synagogue with me for Hanukkah? <laughs> um, I don't know. We should, since I, you're such a great chef, we should make latkes together. That would be I good. Would I would do that. Oh, that you would do. I would <laughs> eat them. Okay, you two. Thank you so much for coming here and talking to me all about your awesome wedding. It was so good to see you. I appreciate your time. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Get out of here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. It's fun revisiting it. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe and also follow me on Instagram at Trevents Planner and at Wedding Confessions.